and welcome to today's episode of Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro, where you are going to learn a lot from our guest. Lindsay Swanson is the founder of Stripper Financial Planning, personalized financial advice for sex workers. Fantastic. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs, producer of the show on the Incandescent Radio Network and Incandescent TV. Happy to announce today's topic, Serving the Underserved. Before I turn this show over to Rita, I want to tell you a little bit about Lindsay, who is a CFP and has worked in the financial planning industry for a decade. She is passionate about bringing financial education and advice to every corner of society. When she was working for other organizations, she noticed a severe lack of financial advice targeted towards workers of adult entertainment. And that inspired her to found Stripper Financial Planning to offer quality advice to her clients and respect their journey. Lindsay says, whether you hope to lean into your current path or step out, you deserve kindness, which is amazing. So now I am gonna turn it over to Miss Rita and I can't wait to hear this conversation. Well, thank you, Hope, and congratulations, Lindsay. I mean, you have so many accolades, but what I think is truly amazing is you launched your firm in 2020. That's not an easy time to launch your firm. Yeah, definitely not. Although, you know, when I was thinking about it, I talked to a few people that had launched their firms in like 2007, 2008. And I was like, hey, do you regret it? Do you wait? Do you wish you had like waited until things calmed down? You know, things like that. And you know, for the most part, obviously it's hard to launch during um, an unstable time, but for the most part, I've heard from other people and experienced myself that like in instability, people are really looking for help. That's the time where they're, you don't really have to market to people, although I still do. Um, they're like reaching out and Googling like, hey, I'm really stressed about money. Who can help me with this? You know, what do I need to look for in an advisor? So that actually was really helpful for the pandemic. One silver lining. Absolutely. So there's all these questions about to niche or not to niche. Working with adult entertainers seems pretty specific. Why limit yourself to that type of work? Um, I mean, for I could go on and on. There's lots of reasons. But one thing I think that is helpful for niching is um, that you have just so much more collaboration with other advisors. So especially because my niche is so specific and so many people just don't work with sex workers, um, people have been, other advisors have been so encouraging of me and uplifting of me, like connecting me with other people just because they aren't threatened by what I'm doing because our clients don't really overlap. So they're doing something with stock options and I'm doing something with sex workers and they're totally um, comfortable, you know, with resharing my posts and with talking about me to other people. So that has been um, kind of an unexpected benefit of niching down so specifically. Well, thank you for sharing this. And what type of complications or planning issues come up for this community specifically? You know, there's a lot of different things, but I think it, it's very similar to other underserved communities, even, you know, non-political communities like cannabis, where the laws are different in different states. So you have to kind of be aware of what's happening in different areas and understand what the clients are going through. So for my clients specifically, like some places full service sex work is legal, some places there isn't service sex work that's legal in different counties there are different rules um so there's complications with that but i think like the biggest thing is that private corporations um they don't really have to respect or cater to sex workers um sex work is not a protected class unlike some other ones and so if banks want to just say hey if you're a sex worker we aren't going to work with you they can and most do so all of the major payment processors whether that's paypal or venmo or cash app Wells Fargo, Chase, all of the big institutions that kind of like 
rule the entire world of the of the finance industry um, really have taken a strong stand against sex workers. So that's something that I'm always trying to get around and help my clients figure out. And it's definitely complicated. Well, they are definitely underbanked and underserved, underserved mm-hmm. and underbanked. When money gets tight, you know, people look for other options, um, side hustles to supplement their income. Can you speak of that? Uh, creating profiles to um, be able to monetize their creative talents? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of those things where there's a lot of articles now on NerdWallet or whatever website that's like the 10 best side hustles of 2022. And most of them don't list sex work as one of them. But you hear that in conversations a lot, at least in the, you know, more progressive groups, or even with people just joking of like, oh, I'm just going to sell, you know, my feet pictures, or whatnot. And I think that that's something that is more realistic, because of where we are with the internet, there's a lot more boundaries that you can set into place. And so I think that's something that people, especially young people are really stepping into a lot more than they used to. Um, So for me, I built my business kind of with the bet, and and this has been true, that there's going to be a lot of like 19 year olds that are just Googling like, hey, I'm on OnlyFans and I need money help because they're not they're not going to their dad. They're not going to, you know, their family's CPA. They're asking Daddy Google and Daddy Google leads them to me with that search of like, OK, you seem like a friendly I like that's kind of um, me being young and of a similar demographic is very helpful when it's not helpful in the financial industry. Normally it's helpful because when people see me, they're like, Oh, she seems like a normal person. She seems trustworthy. I can talk to her. She's not going to be like scary. You're relatable and approachable. Like you said, kindness and empathy. It can go such a long way, right? Okay. This question we could spend like days. Uh-huh. How has the recent news of Roe versus Wade impacted your clients and the community you serve? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's it's hard with topics like this because my clients tend to be, like you said, underserved and they they swing more to the side of of women or um, you know, non-binary folks um or gay men. And um the thing with that is is that there's a lot of places where people are really not being respected by their local government and not being prioritized and in the, the same case with Roe versus Wade. And so I think there's there's a lot of people who are in those areas who are like, oh, I want to move out of that state or I'm not going to take a job offer in this state. And that's a big financial um, discussion that they need to have with someone and they need to have it with someone who, uh, who like respects why they're taking that seriously. And so if it's, you know, I'm sexually active and I'm living in this area where abortion is no longer legal, maybe it's important for me to move out of state, or maybe it's important to me to be in a financial situation where if something happened, I could leave the state and get a procedure done. Um, and that's something that, that you really need someone who empathizes with your situation to understand. And I think that because a lot of financial advisors tend to be, you know, older men, that's not something that's easy to talk about in, you know, a financial planning um, meeting. And so I think that like, that's something that I definitely bring to the table of like, I want people to talk about their concerns. And a lot of their concerns are going to be about their access to healthcare and like the politics of their area. No, absolutely. I mean, you, you get them, air quotes, you get them, you understand it's judgment free. Mm -hmm. Um, What is your best advice for someone starting out in sex work? Like if you had to give three, five tips, like what would you, of course, they need to hire CFP pro, but yeah, what what advice would you give them? 
Um, I mean, there's a lot of things. I, I have to speak from someone who works in the sex worker industry, but someone who is not a sex worker myself, I don't have that experience. And so a lot of times I'm leaning on the expertise of, of people who have worked in this industry for their whole life for three decades. And I think it's the oldest industry. And so people are going to constantly be jumping into it and jumping out of it. Um, and that's a natural part of life. But I think more so than before, um, where we're at in technology, it, it um, it's really hard to have that be a part of your life and have it not impact all of your life. So I think just understanding that, like, you know, we're in a stigmatized area and if you engage in sex work, it impacts the rest of your life. And so that's something you just have to understand and understand, you know, the complications that come with it. And that doesn't have to be a negative thing, but it is a thing that, you know, happens. Um, but I think also just understanding that, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the stuff you see online in terms of like, oh, I just sold my feet, feet pictures and I made a bunch of money. There is just as many experiences as there are people out there. So there's no guarantee that you're going to not do well, or you are going to do well. There's so many different aspects of, I, I think whenever someone tells me like, oh, I just started sex work. I think of, you know, it is a business primarily a, a self-employed business. And, and both of you know, as, as business owners, that there's so much more than that than like the thing you're just doing. There's the thing that you're doing. And then there's also marketing and there's business management and there's like the accounting side and working with professionals and managing your time and all of those other things. And so I think people, you know, um, people forget how much goes into running a business and, and sex work just like anything else is a business. So I definitely remind people that, you know, um, it, it's when people do it as a job, it, it's not a hobby. It, it really is something that they're, they're putting their heart and soul into. And so the people who are succeeding, that's what they're doing. They're putting all of themselves into it. Absolutely. It is a business, their time, their talent, yeah. their, their treasure. And like you said, I, I, you know, PayPal, these payment platforms, they need to be compensated for their work. Yeah. It's, it's, that's something that just PayPal, that's something that comes up over and over again with my clients is how do we get compensated? How do, how do we, you know, protect ourselves? And a lot of it is just creating safety nets of, um, okay. You know, when you, when you work a W2 job, you have people setting aside taxes for you. You have maybe access to healthcare. You have access to retirement when you're self-employed, especially as a sex worker, you have to create all the systems yourself. So that's something that, you know, is even more so a responsibility as a self-employed person of like putting all of those steps into place. And that's, that's a lot of what I do with my clients. Well, thank you for that. Now, Lindsay, how can people find you and learn more about your work? Yeah. So um, the easiest way to find me is online. All of my business is virtual. So um, my website is stripperfinancialplanning.com. Um, and then I also have a coaching website, which is Scoops of Vanilla. Um, and I opened that because a lot of the people that reach out to me, um, you know, don't live in the U.S. or um, aren't able to work with me in my investment management type side. And so um, I am able to work with them on the coaching side. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Pretty easy to find me under under those handles. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Now back to you, Hope. Thank you so much, ladies. Lindsay, wow, what an amazing thing you're doing. It's very cool and how you have thank such you. a big perspective of serving the underserved. So thank you for your time. Shippel Financial Planning is, I'm sure, going to be a booming business because you're in charge. And Rita, thank you, as always, 
for managing the show. Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro. We will be back to you with the next episode soon. We'll talk to you at margaritachang.com. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for being part of our Incandescent Radio and TV family. This is Hope Katz-Gibbs, founder of Incandescent Incorporated, the PR and publishing company for women entrepreneurs. Our Incandescent Radio and TV shows are brought to you by our advertisers and clients. Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro, brings us 15 minutes of tips every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, where you'll meet experts who are helping us flex our financial muscles. Find all of the episodes at margaritachang.com. You'll also meet intuitive psychotherapist Kara Keem, who interviews therapists and other intuitive guides from around the world. Learn more at karakeen.com. And you're going to love social justice expert Karen Hanrahan, CEO of the San Francisco-based Glide Memorial Foundation. She bridges the gap from local impact to global change on her thought leadership show on Incandescent Radio. Learn more about Karen at karenhanrahan.com. You're also going to love Alina Liao, founder of the radical wellness journaling company, zenitjournals.com. Alina asks, have you tried to journal but found it hard to keep up? Zenit makes it easier to journal for your wellness. With Zenit, you can customize your journal with prompts that speak to you. No more blank pages. Your Zenit is your personalized space to take care of yourself. Website, zenitjournals.com. Feel it, write it, Zenit. You'll also meet amazing Tracy Schott, founder of VoicesForChange.com. Tracy is determined to change the world and end domestic violence. Learn more at VoicesForChange.net. And we are so thrilled to be publishing a book for Angela Mitchell, who is the tech expert of case management. And she's also the founder of this fabulous organization, Kids Code 2. She is determined to teach kids to code computers. Talk about teaching a kid to fish. We invite you to discover and peruse all the Incandescent Incorporated websites, the magazine for women by women about women, incandescentwomen.com. Our health and wellness magazine is beincandescent.com, the business of mind, body, spirit, soul, and heart. Our YouTube channel is incandescent.tv. And you can learn about our PR and book publishing services at incandescent.us. If you'd like to have your own radio and video show, check us out at incandescentradio.com, where you can see what we can do for you. These podcasts are also featured on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Our podcasts are produced by Brandy Wilsker. Our videos are produced by Nelson Benavides. Our website developer is Max Kukoy, and our incandescent illustrator and designer is Michael Glenwood Gibbs. If you'd like to learn more, please send me an email, hope at hopegibbs.com. Here is to your incredible, indelible, incandescent success. Much love and many thanks.